Okay. How are you doing over there? I'm doing all right. Hmm. I'm doing all right. Oh. <laughs> and what are you drinking? I wonder, you know, how obvious it is to everyone else, all our all our listeners, that I drink bourbon and from the bottle, so it makes the cool popping sound. Yeah. Uh, I don't drink that much, but I like to drink it straight. Yeah, it is what? a it is a glorification of alcohol, though. Just the cork sound. You are a quite a therapist. No. Hush. Uh, this is the therapist episode. So I don't know how good an idea this is, but then again, I don't know how good of an idea anything I do is. I decided to drag my wife up to the attic again, and this time analyze all the therapists that we've used, you know, for couples counseling. We've had a surprising number of couples counselors working through some of our marital issues, and the list maker part of me wanted us to just walk through each therapist and where they helped and, more importantly, where they failed us. So, come along for this analysis of analysts. I apologize in advance. Is that a real band? Like, did you have an actual boo-boo on your hand, or do you have an injury, or are you just wearing yeah, a cowboy out. band-aid? No, I, was, I was bleeding. I didn't want to bleed onto really? um, our, our kid's blanket. Yeah. Huh. yeah. And is that a cat? Oh, is that something the cat did to you? Yeah. Wow. Ouch. Was that claw or fang? Tail? <laughs> no, I think it was claw. Huh. So I don't have a list again. All right. But I have what I call our therapist decoder ring. Okay. I thought today we could talk about the couples counselors that all we've right. encountered. Yeah, and it's how been... we've spun circles around all of them. It's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you would really call it that. <laughs> but I do think it, we have had an interesting cross-section yeah. of couples counselors. Some that have helped a lot. Some that haven't. So, do you think... Uh, I think, though, that something about it is that it's more fun to go see a counselor with you that then we can discuss what we think. Like, I think when one person goes to a counselor alone, there's somehow more of a weight to get along or to be like, wow, maybe, why don't I like that person? I'm not sure. Yeah. But when it's the two of us, it's more of a lark to be like, oh, my God, that guy, you know. I see. It's kind of like going to a bad movie with somebody. Yeah. Except it's our our relationship that we're discussing. Yeah, and it costs $100 an hour. Nice. Yeah, so because I didn't want to name the counselors by name, I've created this decoder ring where I've listed each of the counselors. Some of them I don't even remember their names. Mm-hmm. I just called one man-hater. Nice. Um, but we're going to go that by the animal names. Instead, the llama, the anteater, the kangaroo, the sheep, the eel, the lizard, the tiger. And I wonder if you doing this, um, like having code names, is partially because you're afraid of being cut off from getting therapy in this town. Like if you said something bad about a few people, you know. Yeah, I don't know how tight the therapy network is. No, they're like a therapy mafia. It's kind of scary. Yeah, if I get blacklisted, that's it. We're moving. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we, we have to, might have to leave the country no, if I can't we'll just, get therapy. We'll get some co-counseling for you or something. 
Some what counseling? Co-counseling, like a peer counseling. Oh, it'll be okay. fine. It'll be fine. I don't know. That's that's a risky endeavor. But you know, I, I haven't been shy about the fact that I've seen many counselors. Yes. But one interesting thing, because I was single for many years, I was only familiar with individual counseling, and then we've experienced a whole slew of couples counselors. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe we could analyze just those the couple right. counseling. We're going to start with who I like to call the Lama. All right, the Lama. She was our first counselor, and it was funny because an individual counselor that I think is one of the strongest counselors I've ever had recommended her. So I had we had I had high hopes. For yeah, her. we had a lot of faith. And she was very sweet. She seemed somewhat thoughtful. But I, here's what I attribute the main reason she was useless to us. No sense of humor. Yeah, she was humorless. She never. She didn't get any of your jokes. Yeah. She. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Like mine are a different caliber than yeah. yours. Yeah. Well, well, mine are a little dumber. Like, uh. like you have with yours. Sometimes you have to catch references. Uh, that's that maybe or have read or have read literature true. or something like that. For me, it's just like oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> They're easier to understand. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't you think? I don't know about that. So uh, maybe you just have to catch a Simpsons reference. Yeah, yeah, you no. have to know. Well, seasons but, two through seven yeah. of the Simpsons. But also, you have to have. Um, I think. I think it's fair to say that both of us have a little bit of a darker sense of humor. Yeah, and we get pretty cynical. I mean, when we talk about heavy stuff, will our humor remains? Yeah. So she couldn't switch gears with us. Yeah. You know, we could talk about something we're struggling with. And then make a dark joke about divorce and then come right back. Yeah. And not really mean something bad. Just yeah. that's her way of coping. She didn't get any of that. Yeah. So, I mean. Or I can remember that uh, that when we were going to go see her, as you probably well remember, I was having a little bit of a health crisis where I lost a lot of the blood in my body. And, um, and you really came through for me. And it was a really. I got some cachet. Yeah, but it was so there was some there was some solidness for right. us at that time, and I just remember making the joke like so so maybe I should just lose a lot of blood again or something you know, right. and that we both were like chortling yeah. to ourselves at what a lark that would be, and there was just nothing. Yeah, she, I mean she almost called like the emergency hotline. Yeah, I got a couple in here. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. One's threatening to lose blood. Yeah, and I remember another thing she did. I mean, and I, I actually don't think this is too bad, but she had a little basket, and we'd pick oh, yeah. something at the end. Yeah. And it was like a basket of different words. They're and little, the words like, were angel, like, angel cards, yeah. Hope or generosity. And we'd always yeah. make up something, like death or... Right, shame. Uh, and she never liked that. Well, or it was never like she acknowledged that it was a joke. Like she'd be like, really? I didn't think that was one of the cards or something. Yeah, right. Yes, again, uh, hopelessness is not one of the angel cards again. Yes. (laughs) Last week. It's such an easy bit, you know, such an easy bit. Yeah, it's just like, I would think every every person who picks from the basket will make a dark joke. Oh, I got acne. Nice, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, So... So we left her after a little while. I mean, we still... I mean, the, the act of talking about the relationship is interesting on its own. But we quickly realized we weren't getting something out of her. Yeah. Well, I feel like she didn't have... We could have been in front of a microphone podcasting. <laughs> I know. This is therapeutically more useful. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not like if she had some suggestions or advice for us that it was necessarily bad, but it just felt like there wasn't a lot of, I don't know, a lot there in a way. Yeah, it wasn't a great connection. Sweet person. Yeah. Then we... um, Can I just pause for a moment? There was one thing that came out of that whole um, health crisis thing where she was like, well, maybe, so your assignment is to ask Yuvi to do more for you in the course of your life. And I just was like, oh, I don't... And one of the things that made me happiest was I went to my best friend and I was talking to her and she said, and said, ah, and she said, I'm supposed to ask you to do things for me, more things for me. And she was like, oh, I fucking hate that shit. And I was like, <laughs> ah, that's why you're my friend. <laughs> anyway. So. Well, two, two, two things. One, one about that. I mean, in the end, it turned out that that was a growth step for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that very thing Absolutely. was good advice if it yep, would have come totally. from the right person because you you struggle to ask for help when you need it. Hmm. Not when the house is on fire. Anything before house on fire. Yeah, but, you can maybe. But, yeah, no, that's true. Like, no, it was totally sage advice. Uh, but I, I, I forgot to back up and just say that by, at this point when we were going to see her, we, were, we weren't married yet. We'd only been together for a few years, but... I mean, we both felt like there were some issues. You know, I was emotionally unstable, uh, and we we had a few low-grade things going on. So we saw signs of some issues, but there was nothing, like, super serious. Yeah. So we were also in kind of an odd position for, you know, it, we weren't the simple simple case of, like, they're about to get divorced, one person cheated on somebody. Not that that's simple, but... We didn't have these overt problems. Yeah, I think we were actually trickier for the counselors because we'd be like, "Hi, we're fine. We're pretty early on in our relationship. We just want to, you know, clean a little things up, clean a few things up." And I think sometimes that was harder for counselors because they couldn't get a whole grasp of what we yeah, wanted. Like, no, nothing traumatic has happened. Yeah, and you know, it was pretty. I mean, it it was very hard for me to learn how to be in a relationship and stable. I mean, I would go between wanting entirely to be single to being completely codependent. And I didn't know how to find that middle ground. So I do think it was kind of serious. I mean, I was an emotional mess for quite a few years. So there were things going on, but they they just weren't on the surface so easy to detect. Yeah. Okay, so I But I think that part of what was made, part of what made it one thing that made it so that we ended up going to counselors was your long-standing love of seeing counselors. It is a hobby of mine. <laughs> and so, you know, where for a lot of couples, I think often the man is the one that doesn't want to go. Yeah, that's this. But, you know, somebody has a real, like, things are really stressful and someone refuses to go where you were, like, excited to go. And To me, it's like foreplay. Yes, right. Sorry. You did, you did, your eyes did get sparkly, Dan. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, that's part of how, unless one of us was already, you know, found that, like, was very familiar with that as a venue, I don't think we would have made it there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Well, now we're, we're going to move on to uh, the council I like to call the anteater. All right, the anteater. She's yes. the woman who, this is... Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, I got it. Oh, you know, you remember. Yeah, yeah so the anteater... She's a one. Now, this was when we were getting a little more into me figuring out my role as a step parent, which was a very difficult 
thing yeah. for me to figure out where where to be in that. Yeah. And we told this person our situation, and tell me if you have a view of this. She heard you, she heard me, and she just looked at me and said, you need to be more attentive to your wife. Did something, how close my, is that? My memory, first of all, I want to say that she was like a super soccer mommy kind of person, like Oxford blonde with an Oxford button down, but heels on. And Oh, yeah. And my memory is that she said... Um, something like, you are lucky to be married to this wonderful woman. You need uh, to deal with your anxiety and depression. And, yeah. Okay. And we walked out of there, and I remember being kind of like, yeah, I liked her. <laughs> and you were like, we're never going back Yeah, we're, we're not going to see that bitch again. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I like how that, that turned out. It's all. It turns out it is all you. I like that. Yeah. I like that in a counselor. Everything you suspected, <laughs> that it's all my fault turned out to be true. Yeah. So that was kind of fun in that I could totally understand that you would not want to go back. And also that she didn't get you. Like I could, I could easily see that she did not get you. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately I was pretty good when a therapist told me I needed to change something. Yeah. If I felt like they understood me and she didn't. Yeah. I mean, her advice wasn't wrong in a way. It's just, she didn't, she didn't get you or value you. And so... Yeah. Um, it was easy to see we were going to be right out of there, but I still enjoyed that moment of, yeah, like, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's all yeah, you, baby. It turns out it was all you, <laughs> just as I suspected. And the counselor even said so. But in, in a beautiful sort of symmetry, uh-huh. after that one visit, uh-huh. we went to another one who I'm stupidly calling the kangaroo. Yeah. Right. And he, on the other hand, was very sympathetic to me and decided... You need to be not so engaged with the parenting and give me more time for us to just be together alone Yes, in a romantic way and get over this whole parenting crap that you're obsessed with. This was at a point where your son, he was... Probably nine years old. And I was getting... I mean, I had a very close close, sweet relationship with him, but more as a playmate than a parent yet, or I was phasing into the parenting. Um, Anyway, so that's where we were at. So I was still more fixated on, like, we need more romantic time, more hangout, more dates, more sex, more movie watching. (laughs) Yeah, but I was... And this guy was right there. That was his whole platform. And he was recommended to us, I think, by, like, a step-parenting expert or something. Yeah. He was all for my my position and he was more for your position than you were like you would never have said um i want you to not be thinking about the needs of your child but just focus on the need of the relationship this guy was like as long as the couple is strong everything with the children will fall into place and i was thinking to myself yeah there are actually a lot of kids that hate their parents new partner and that's not what we're looking for actually right the kids do matter and their feelings do count so, and is yeah, it my imagination, or did he both have a ponytail and have actual candles lit in his office? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, he talked in such dulcet tones. I could, like, I could barely stay in the room, I remember. and But I remember on the way out that you were kind of chortling to yourself and just being like, yeah, so we're not going yeah. back there, I guess, huh? Yeah, like, I remember thinking, oh, this is a wonderful moment, <laughs> but I'm not going to see many more of these. <laughs> 
But it was yeah. funny that we did these two counselors back to back. Yeah. Like, so there was clearly the the one that was all in your camp, all in my camp, but neither yeah. one kind of appreciated the other person's world. Yeah. And we kind of knew it. Nobody was shocked when we came out of there, either one place, saying, we're not going back. Yeah. No, although I think if either of us, if the person who had really disliked the counselor had been agreeable to going, the other person would have been like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's try again. That sounds good. Yeah. Or That's know, true. But- That's true. But no, no, no one was surprised. And yeah, and there was a cut. Like again, I think if you if someone was doing that on their own, and you went and had a session where you were like, "Wow, that person really did not get me," and that it'd be kind of depressing. But instead, because both of us went together, it was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, we were. I remember we bonded in both cases, like <laughs> right. gigg- giggling about we got how closer. how yeah. badly they didn't. One person wasn't represented. So ultimately, they were successful as couples counselors. Maybe that's all they intended to yeah. do. Right. Okay, so there's one person I Doesn't forgot matter. to put on the list. The sheep. And we saw him for a little while. I, he had a kind of interesting perspective. And he, he had like kind of a joy to him. Yeah. That was fun to be around. Yeah. But I, mean, I also... Kind of cluelessness at the same but yeah, time. But yeah, yeah. I think he was a little clueless. And he didn't... He was more speaking about his world than, like, paying close attention to the quirks of our world. Yeah. The step-parenting, who you are, who I am, how, you know, we're each... We don't... We break a lot of stereotypes in several ways. And he... He was more in a, like, don't worry, be happy state of being with his world. And he kind of was pushing that on us. Yeah. I think... I don't know. So I don't remember what we got out of him, but I remember we enjoyed him for a little while. Yeah, I think we liked him. But then he had a particular stance about, again, about my son, who was about 11 at the time, Mm -hmm. if memory serves. And he was like, he's just about to launch. It's time for him to prepare to launch him. And you were like, yes, he needs to be prepared to launch. (laughs) I was like, he's 11 years old. He's not even close to launching. Like, we're not... So not launch time, yeah. like, and his kids were in their twenties or something. So he was totally in this place of like, "Yep, the kids are out of the house." And I was like, "Yeah, but yeah. not our child." He's eleven. Not, yeah, yeah. I, I did like some of his launching metaphors. Yeah, but, but yeah, I still buy with what. what I think that concept is fine. It just it was yeah. again due to his focus on his own life rather than ours. Yeah, I don't think he was right about the timing about. But. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so so that was... So we gave the, the sheep, sheep his due. Yeah. Then we moved on to the eel. Okay. And he... He was a charming man. Yeah. I liked him because he was tall and good-looking. <laughs> I mean, we were getting a little deeper into my role, step-parenting, how how we were going to remain close. And so felt like we worked through some stuff with... But again, I think he didn't see us and the, our quirks so well. I feel like this is a ongoing problem, like where they don't fully get us. Yeah. I feel like he was working within a particular brand of therapy, and that that therapy actually had some... Uh, what's it called, the brand of therapy? It's called uh, Getting the Love You Want. Or probably it's another more pithy name for it, but... Like, I can remember we did some very, some interesting, like, kind of more formal exercises with him. Do you remember any? 
example. Yeah, like I did one where each of us was supposed to sit in the chair while the other person flooded them with positive statements and praise about them. Oh, yeah, that fucked me up. Yeah, I said a lot of nice stuff about you, and I did not sit. Wow, yeah, yeah. that was difficult. Yeah, I don't know. It just brought to tears. It yeah. was just very uncomfortable. I mean, I, I, hit it I out. hated it. I hit it out of the ballpark, basically. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting exercise. And then I remember we did one where we filled out, it was like a fill-in-the-blank exercise, like uh, my father hurt my feelings when he blank, and my my mother made me angry when she blanked, something like that. I'm just making that up. And then you took those answers from that and, like, take the answer from line 10 and the answer from line 11 and fill them in to these other lines. It was like, my partner hurts my feelings when he... Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, and it had this, like, of course that's true. Like, of course your partner gets to you in a way that you got hurt by your parents. But the way this exercise did it kind of fit so neatly. Yeah, that was very interesting. I forgot all that to say, you know, so we did some pretty cool exercises... I think the exercise that broke us with this therapy was when he kept forcing us to do a change request yeah, a beha- form. Behavioral change request form, yeah. And we the idea makes sense, especially at a certain phase in a relationship, where you actually find a way to convey how to ask for the person to change a behavior in some way. Do you ever find yourself thinking about this now? Well, this is my conclusion with that. At the time, we were like, we don't have concrete behavior change requests. We just want to work through these kind of emotional things that are a little more vague. And I'm thinking if we went now, we would each come with like a pile of like 40 (laughs) behavior request forms. (laughs) Here are the things I want my wife to do differently in the morning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Before These are the weekend request forms. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Do you agree with that? Like, I'm mean, sure you could come up with a, yeah. a big pile of requests for yeah. me. I mean, it's possible. we started this podcast with your behavior change request form on, on how I mow the lawn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he really pushed us. Like It was like he couldn't get, and I have no idea what kind of schedule or form he was working off of, Yeah, but it was like he could not get to the next step of therapy in this um, format without having us complete this form. And so we'd just be like, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be right for us right now, so let's move on. Let, let's yeah. do something else. And and he had a hard time getting yeah. past. But I, re- I do remember that, yeah. Uh, well, I just remember one time you were almost like giving him shit for like, get over it, let's move on. And I remember he just started giggling, like he kind of <laughs> realized he was stuck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I remember at one point he was really pushing us, and you were like, well, she, I guess I would like it if she kept the kitchen a little cleaner. And I was like, I would like him not to be anxious anymore. Whatever, like... The things were so like, oh, that's easy. I'd be happy to keep the kitchen a little cleaner. That's not a big deal. Versus like... This is who I am. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, this isn't making any sense. And then I think it ultimately fell apart because my theory is that he had things going on in his own life. And he 
stop being able to pay such good attention and he oh, yeah, forgot he, who we are. Yeah, yeah, I felt like he did check out a little bit more towards the end. Maybe it was when he was talking about how it is to be with stepchildren and how they treat you. And he was like, that's kind of how it is for you, isn't it? Like, he doesn't, your stepchild doesn't like you at all. And you were like, um, no. Yeah. Whatever. And like, it was all his story and not our story. Right. And there was a painfulness in like, you know, I don't expect counselors to remember every single thing or it's like, you're not really here. Yeah. He kind of left the room because he had stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I liked him. Yeah, but that's I think that's accurate. And I think that's where we were like, we're taking a little break for the summer. Really, we were just on the on the yeah. prowl for the next couples right. counselor, who turned out to be the lizard. Nice, yeah. Now, the interesting thing with her was this is, I think, well, we were married at this point, and you I... You can't prove that. I can't, actually. You think that's true? We didn't have our little one yet. This Not is long right after when we were seeing talk- her. Yeah, we yeah. were talking about our eloping in Hawaii and yeah. all that. So, but the lizard was interesting because she was kind of an expert at blended family, step parenting, yeah. and all mm-hmm. that. So it was, and you know, she had a book I read read up on. You know, stuff she wrote. And you read the Amazon description about her book. No, I even read the book. Oh, oh. Like actual, open the pages. The whole thing. Physical book. All of it. Yep. Oh. And so we we were talking through step parenting, and one thing that was really interesting about her is, even though she had troubles remembering the details, she was like a big, I never seen a therapist like this, a hardcore note taker. Absolutely. So it was kind of cool where she's like, wait a minute, I think I've got this down. And she'd look look it up and go, okay, yeah, your mother was born here. So And even she would start the session by being like, hold on, let me just get myself grounded in what's going on here. And on the one hand, you know, you're thinking... You may have memory problems, and on the other hand, hey, at least you found a she found a coping she found, skill. She to, found a system, and yeah. I really respected that. I was, yeah, and I think she helped us some. We saw her for a little while, but I think we were still looking for somebody who totally get like, our, our humor, our the depth of emotion that you know we still yeah. haven't quite landed on. I, I can't pinpoint one issue as much as she wasn't the one. Well, I think she had a... You know, her, actually, her interpretation may hold some water. But at the time, it maybe it's that she just gave it as like, look, this is just what you got to do, as opposed to helping us, helping us grow to believe that was what we needed to do. But part of her take was like, that you just need to get out of the parenting. Like, you're not a parent. You just step aside. Oh, Whatever yeah. you're concerned about. Just stop being concerned about it because it's none of your business because you're not this person's actual parent. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. All right. I, I buy that. And you, and that, like, that was yeah, not possible right for me. you. Yeah. And really, I think that's not actually the exact right advice. No. Well, and the, the interesting thing is I've heard such strong opinions from therapists and regular schmoes about step parenting. I mean, I, I've seen very sharp, well balanced people who have said, "Get out of that. Get out of that business." You know, you can be an advisor or something like that, friend or a friend, or uncle. Don't try to be a parent. And I've also seen, heard, love them like like your own child, right? As, as much as your. 
And, you know, the truth was that I, for me, I felt like I had to find my way between those extremes. Yeah. Where I do feel like a parent to him, but a different kind of parent. Yeah. Like a, a Jewier parent. Yeah. No, but, but anyway, so, you know, she had that take. I remember asking you when we were going to see the eel, the, I, this has just been crossing my mind recently, whether or not you would take a bullet for my child. I what? thought it was uh, jump off the life boat for your child. <laughs> really? It was a bullet. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was a bullet. But that's such a dramatic question to ask, because I remember delivering that with kind of a like, either you're in or you're out, kind yeah. of like, either you love him or you don't. And you were like, of course, you, you know, you're, you've been in therapy so much, you could just easily slide right yeah. through a question like that. And, uh... And so you were like, well, I might take the bullet for a stranger's child. Like, that actually doesn't prove anything. Yeah. Or, or like, oh, oh, damn it, I thought I had a good Oh, nice. Or maybe I'd take the bullet, but only, like, if it kind of scuffed my arm. Mm-hmm. And, no, I Okay. Well, now let's build up. I think we've already kind of... We've proven to the audience that we've been to a lot of therapists... Let's go to the tiger, which is our last and probably oh, most badass badass therapist we ever had. Yeah. And one thing that is, I mean, I think it was just the right time for us to see her. So the tiger used a type of therapy called Hakomi, mm-hmm. which is sort of like a body-centered way of yeah. looking at some of yeah. this stuff. And which, to me, like seems like I... Like, I don't want to know what's going on with my chest right now. <laughs> Just tell me what to do. Uh-huh. Um, so, in a way, I felt like I was too impatient to handle it. Yeah. But yeah. she was so smart, like, emotionally smart at where we were at, that she could kind of go back and forth between, why do you do this with your body every time you talk about it, to just, like, well... Here's another thing. She was also my personal therapist beforehand. For a year, for years beforehand. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that is you could say that gives me an unfair advantage, but it actually gave me an enhanced disadvantage <laughs> that I that I appreciated, which is she could call bullshit on me. Yeah. Where she would say, like I would say, the reason why I do that is because blah, blah, blah. And she would, in a more polite way, say, that's horse shit. Right. We know that you're too worried to do that. Uh-huh. And But it helped speed up the process yeah well and she already cared about you yeah and valued you right and and so you got you didn't have to build rapport and like have that person come into the you know have her accept you or something so it was like already one person at least got through the door and yeah and i do she instantly liked you i'm very in a platonic no but i mean in a very very likable appropriate relationship yeah uh, a client yeah or kind of way or counselor client way but she got a connect she had a connection with you too yeah. so i felt like she saw us both pretty deeply yeah we also had far more concrete issues i mean like you had yeah. somehow gotten pregnant <laughs> I, I thought we had discussed before how that happened I don't know. Maybe if you could show me in a book or something. All right. I'll, maybe maybe I'll we show could you. find I'll a, show you a video about it. I'll show you later. I think it was... Did we start seeing her while you see, were pregnant? See episode three, The Dark Period. Uh, or by see, I mean listen to. That did was we, episode two. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know if we saw her before I got pregnant. 
I think I was pregnant, and then we saw her after I was pregnant. Because remember, yeah. our child used to go with us. Yes. Okay. So it started while you were pregnant, which was our dark period. So she helped us work through this dark period, and it was an amazing combination of both like body-centered stuff, having us look at each other and listen to each other, and just pragmatic, let's talk through the practical stuff. She shifted between those worlds so smartly, effectively, Yeah, that it got us... I mean, we worked through so much stuff with her. I mean, I don't... Yeah. I think in a way she saved us by help giving us better tools, which is a term after editing one of our podcasts I realize I overuse. Hmm. She I think I think that's that that may be accurate. She, would you say our lives would have gone to hell if not for her? Okay, that could be. No, I'm just kidding. I think she had an amazing way of identifying emotion and like really trying to help each of us express what we are feeling. And at the same time, holding that in such a positive regard um, that you don't feel like your emotion is so disgusting or, right, it's like somehow a strength in you or something that that, uh, that you're working, you know, that... Yeah, right. You didn't feel like a, a, a well, my dumb version of that, because you didn't feel like a shit for having the sentiment. Yeah. And not only that, she would first help you clarify it then she would ensure that the other person took it, takes it in. Yeah. We were crying at the end of every... Well, you might have been crying, and I was just making weird <laughs> weird things yeah, on my face. Please do not cry. Uh, it's like I drool. No. But yeah, she she really got us. But, you know, after a certain period, I felt like we had kind of done what we needed to do with her... And then the the sessions when we when we even brought our little one there, which was kind of fun. There was a period where I felt like we were just kind of running through the same stuff and mm. weren't getting something out of it. It didn't seem as efficient. Uh, I I don't know why. So there was a period where I lost patience. Yeah. And kind of don't know what that all amounts to. Why that was. I remember somewhere along in here, and maybe we've talked about this a little bit before i mean you ha you have an extreme way of expressing this but that basically it's not all you right that both of us have a part in this relationship and yeah it's how those two how the two of us interact that produces our life together it's just like homer simpson said marge it takes two to lie one to lie and one to listen <laughs> I remember Sorry. a time that we went to go see the tiger, and you couldn't make it because you had a big meeting at your work, an all-hands meeting, I believe it's called. Ouch. And so... But, I don't even know how many companies ago that was. Yeah, no one knows. No one, people can't count that high. But you were fully supportive of me being there. Like, I felt like that was kind of wrong for me to be seeing her alone. That maybe you were cheating on me. Something behind your back, but... You had kind of like brought it about, and you know, and so I remember doing some work with her that made it very clear to me that that I had some trouble bringing my own stuff forward. Because I remember I was talking about you, you know, I was saying like all the good things about you because I had some things, some behavioral requests changes maybe by that time that I wanted, and uh, 
but it was really hard for me to ask for them because I don't like to ask for things. And so I remember I was saying, oh, like, he's a good father and he does this and he does this. And she was like, how about if I just hold that UV's a good dad and husband and I'm going to hold that. And then you can just tell me like what's going on with you. Which is her, her notes, what she was, what she had written down in her notebook (laughs) right then is get to the fucking point. (laughs) Right. Sum up. (laughs) But I could not add all this throat clearing because God forbid that um, someone think that I'm being disloyal to you or think that I don't appreciate something. But Uh so I I think even if we were on our way out with her, that that kind of helped me think like, oh, maybe I could express, be expressing myself a a tiny bit more. Yeah. You know, I I felt like, I mean, this is kind of as we talk, talk and, you know, wrap things up here. One thing... I realize is that a tricky part about our problems was for a while I had the far more obvious issue. You know, I I had bouts of depression, this anxiety. So I had the louder problems. And you often can't keep from, at that time you couldn't keep from talking about what you were feeling. Like it had to come out of you. And it just explode out of me. Kind of like this podcast. Yes. Good. I'm glad you brought that up because I'll have a change request form for you by the end of this podcast. And so it made it tricky. Like, but I was also feeling like, wait a minute, it's not all me. Like, you've got shit too. It's just your shit is more subtle. And I mean, I think it was finally with the tiger that we kind of could work, talk through it and see that we were both bringing something that I mean we each could use some growth yeah I just had the more uh, the easier one to detect on a um, on an x-ray sorry that was a really dumb it, yeah it's not even on an x-ray that's like saying you need an x-ray to detect a tornado you yeah, know it's really right. apparent everyone is aware you mean like but kind of a an erotic tornado <laughs> kind of a what if the name of this podcast were Neurotic Tornado? Neurotic Tornado. Yeah. Shit. Consider it. That's good. I haven't changed the name of this podcast in weeks. Yeah. So, you know, you're the Neurotic Tornado, and I'm like a seller with the door shut or something. So the yeah. seller has its own problems, but um, no one's looking. No, one, Everybody's afraid to open the doors. No, that's not a good nice. analogy well, either. Yeah? But you buy but that? Does that mean that we're meant to be together because... Well, it's destiny. I mean, we might have to fix our romantic episode because the tornado tornado, is meant. I say tornado. Whoa, that's nice work. And uh, but the tornado is meant to destroy the cellar door. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. This all. This all. Very scared now. Or sex or or sexy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, so how do we conclude this shit? Well, I think part of what's the point here. Well, part of what I think the point is, is that... And it's more than just, we have spent a shitload of money on therapy. <laughs> um, part of it is, A, you should uh, keep looking until you find the therapist that you feel yeah. like is really going to help. And B, I think a lot of these people, I mean, a lot of these people, including the llama, the anteater, the kangaroo, the sheep, the eel, the lizard, and the tiger, they all... Um, had a piece of something for us, even if it felt like some of them were more effective, and and even if the tiger is like you know 
the badass, easy the bad, badass, the easy to, badass of them all. I mean, I think this is something that you taught me that you don't go to therapy once and then you're fixed and it's over. Yeah. It's like you can go and then you stop going for a while and maybe you don't have to go back to the same person. Maybe they did what they had. Maybe you got what they had for you. Yeah, and, that's true. That's a good way to look. And you could find somebody else. But so it doesn't have to. I mean, I think a lot of times, even now, if I think about going to a therapist, I think, oh, how am I going to find the right person who is going to yeah. understand what I'm saying and is going to be able to do all the stuff I want to do. And it just seems impossible. And so what if it's not the exact perfect person you can keep? Keep looking. Well, and I do think you have to treat it like finding a, a, a good relationship is that you might have to do it a few times and it takes a lot of work, but you could find somebody. I believe this, this might be too romantic sounding. You might find somebody who is adequate, <laughs> serviceable. No, but I mean, it, it, it does take some time. And so you have to be prepared for that to find like an amazing person. Yeah. But you'll I think you'll learn something along the way even as you go through finding these people who aren't yeah. perfect. I don't know. But but even that even so this amazing person, the badassest counselor of them all, for us, someone you were with for a couple of years alone and then we got to spend some time with together. And then when you were looking for a counselor again after a while, you chose not to go back to her, even though you admire her skills and ability, you were ready for a little bit different you don't yeah. want to be immersed in your own emotion, which is part of the work she does. Right. You want it to be a little more... Screw this emotion. Just yeah. get me more time in a yeah. day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You cut my disease a little bit. Yeah. My screw screw this emotion. That's my Right. And you're the one with a lot of the feeling stuff now. I mean, we have flip-flopped a little. Where it used to be I was completely the bag of emotions. I always wanted to talk about our feelings. And you were like, come on, can we move on? <laughs> But now I'm, I've gotten a lot more impatient, and you're a little bit more of the feeling person. It has been a real turnaround. Like, I think we've gone from 80 emotions for you to 20 for me, and it's like 65, 35. Yeah, it's, it's like a radical. Real, real I'm, pla- I'm practically playing the role of the typical guy. <laughs> no. That's how extreme no. it is. No, no, okay, no. not quite. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's not go over <laughs> Okay. Yeah, there's been a lot of growth. It's I feel that's absolutely all right. But, so, yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for walking through these series of odd animals and a sea creature. This is like a the, this podcast is like, or maybe you should call it like a few of my favorite things. It's like first we got to talk about your dark period, our dark periods, which for you is like eating candy. And then well, I don't love candy so much. Okay, you see, <laughs> and then and then now we talked about therapists, which again is like you know, yeah, it's like yeah. I don't know, I don't know what else is exciting in the world besides dark periods and therapy. Um, huh? We'll have to come up with something. Yeah, I guess that's the end of it. All right. Well, thank you for coming up to the attic again. Yeah, you're you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Well, do you think we can invite some of our counselors to the next episode? <laughs> uh, I think we've burned all but one bridge here. No, no, I mean, what do you think we we're pretty sweet? I don't know. The end. <laughs> you want me to mumble some more? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> how and, far can I drag now, this? Edit out? this part out. Uh... <laughs>
really silly podcast. Good to feel